Preparations underway in Toronto once again as police close roads near Queen's Park, expecting another protest from truckers this coming weekend. Here's law enforcement specialist David Perry. He joins us now for more on this. Hey, Dave, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm okay, thank you. I want to start there in Toronto. For Toronto police, do you think it's just a case of, uh, I don't put it on repeat, just do what you did last weekend? Yeah, do what you did last weekend. Learn from every other protest across the country and just do your absolute best to keep these uh, convoys from gathering in places that are going to cause the most harm. That's about all they can do at this point. Now, what is it specifically, do you think, Dave, looking back uh, to last uh, weekend, what is it that worked so well for Toronto police that maybe didn't uh, work or wasn't done, say, in Ottawa? Well, I think Ottawa, if they made any mistakes, it was certainly at the beginning and, and allowing the trucking convoy to do what they said they were going to do, which is to converge on Parliament and to occupy. So we all know that it's one thing to to keep people out. That's one strategy. And, and that can sometimes be overwhelming, like we saw in Washington. But the other part is once they're in, there's nothing harder than to execute and try and get people out from who are highly motivated you know, driving big rigs, well-equipped, well-supported. That's the hard part. So Toronto's learned a lot of lessons. I think some other cities have learned those lessons as well. And and I guess the, the, the play now is to keep ahead of the intelligence, to outmaneuver convoys and do the best that they can to stop them from congregating in essential places in big numbers. But you can see that the police can only do so much. They're not being 100% successful as we're seeing it some of the border crossings across the country. Mm-hmm. And of course, in Ottawa, in Ottawa police this afternoon, Dave, say that they're now facing a flood of fake 911 calls. Wondering if you can comment on that, what that means for the Ottawa police force and just for public safety overall. Yeah, I mean, it's my thoughts that you can imagine where those calls are coming from. They're going to be related to the truckers and all those that are supporting them. And it's part of the distractionary technique to, to try and get the police off the game and, and uh, thwart the ability for police to even respond to uh, proper 911 calls and so on. So it's, it's all part of it. it it's, it's really interesting uh, to see what's happening here. What started out is, you know, a, a trucking convoy across the country with sort of one mandate has spilled into so many other areas where people with distorted thinking and all kinds of conspiracies and perhaps some mental health issues are pouring onto this thing and adding, you know, fuel to the fire, if you will. And it's, I mean, what we're seeing here is a distorted anti-government and extremist sentiments being broadcast through this trucking convoy. And it's, it's, uh, it's gaining momentum. It's got support from the United States and, and all kinds of other places. So what's going to happen next is anybody's guess. This thing just seems to to never want to, slow down the police never seem to be able to get ahead of it as a result and now we're we're suffering the uh the economic impacts and and obviously people that live in these areas are suffering as well and when you talk about some of these distractionary techniques such as uh you know flooding the police service with fake 911 calls what does this tell us about the protest and the protesters uh, i mean does this say that they're uh, fairly strategic uh, maybe well organized yeah, all of the above, strategic, well-organized, but um, most importantly is committed. <clears throat> Pardon me, they're highly committed to their cause and they're not going anywhere. Even under the under the threat of arrest, the threat of having, you know, their livelihood, their trucks being seized by by the police and, and impounded, 
And none of that has shaken the, the hard core of, of these, these uh, protesters. They're, they're in for the fight. They're, uh, I think, caught up in their own uh, delusion in terms of what it is that they, they believe they're doing. It's gone, as we all know, way beyond a protest. This is civil unrest. It's unlawful on every level. And I don't see them backing off anytime soon. And when we talk about them being committed and being uh, organized, I also wanted to get your take on this story, uh, Dave. Uh, CBC News is uh, reporting that the protest organizers actually include former RCMP officers, military personnel as well. And just wondering, how does that change the equation for uh, law enforcement uh, when it comes to uh, you know trying to, to counter this? Well, it, it may give the protesters a, a slight advantage to have people in there that have that kind of experience and can, you know, anticipate and and perhaps counteract towards any kind of a move that the police are about to make. Um, I just saw just recently, there's somebody in Ottawa in one of these trucks that's blaring their horn in defiance of the court order. And there's nobody around that truck. I find it fascinating. The truck is very isolated. There's no, nobody jammed around his truck. And, and if we're wondering why the police, for example, aren't moving in and arresting that person, that's a volatile situation. It, it looks and it smacks to me as a setup that uh, the the that at least this one person, if not a group involved in in the organization of this, are taunting the police. They're trying to set a trap for the police. And if the officers were to approach that truck, who knows what's going to happen? Uh, you know, the guy could put that truck in gear. It's a massive uh, vehicle that could be weaponized and used against the police. So it's a very volatile, very dangerous situation. And the hate and the extremism that is is pouring, you know, through through the online waves here, uh, you know, from every country. It's shocking to see so much of this being covered on world news, the the U.S. news. And I think all that's doing is attracting even more extremists to the cause. And even if they're not here in Canada, they're they're supporting it uh, both by uh, uh, financial means and they're supporting it just uh, by their communication and various platforms. Yeah, well, there's no doubt that this uh, protest that began in Ottawa, it is going global. As we uh, talked about earlier this afternoon, we're hearing similar protests planned for everywhere from uh, Washington to uh, Brussels. Dave, I really appreciate the time. As always, your expertise on this. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. All right. David Perry, law enforcement specialist. And we're back after a quick break. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the ring.